again, everybody. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. It is the Adam Jones Podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. He's Adam Jones. I'm Jerry Coleman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Today in Episode 3, we shall address the Ravens. Sure, they're 5 and 3, but more importantly, is the play calling where it needs to be right now? Plus, Adam will rant about trick-or-treaters who may be too old, like north of 12 years old. Yeah, that's too old. We'll salute our Baltimore Banner Varsity High School Athlete of the Week. It's actually some co-athletes we'll tell you about playing some great golf. Adam will break down the pressures of playoff baseball, something he's very intimately, intimately, as I said the first time, familiar with. Also, we'll debate how much space an athlete should have when they're out in public. After all, they are public figures. Plus, reluctantly, we're going to have to show you Adam's dangerous pieing of myself during our photo shoot last week, which really went awry. But as we speak, uh, we will tell you we have a very special guest coming up in a couple of moments. You won't want to go anywhere as Ravens All-Pro. You can't stop laughing over the pine. Ravens All-Pro kicker Justin Tucker, who would never throw a pie in my face. He's a lot more civil. He will join us coming up in moments. Of course, we're brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. There are a lot of ways to make whiskeys, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count, Jack Daniels. Drink responsibly. Also, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner. They're covering the Ravens, the Terps, the Orioles, and everything newsworthy across the region. As a special thanks to our listeners, the Banner is offering six weeks of unlimited digital access for just a dollar. Just head to BaltimoreBanner.com slash AJ to get that bargain. Again, six weeks, unlimited digital access. Just head to BaltimoreBanner.com slash AJ and get it for a dollar. Also brought to you by Be More Around Town. They have the ultimate tailgate experience, all-inclusive, home and away. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com. And our friends at G-Leaf, medical cannabis company, visit GLeaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified patients in Maryland only. All right, let's get to it, Adam, with For the Birds. And the play calling is once again, despite this team being five and three under scrutiny. And in their last game, I thought they got two pass heavy in the first half. Then they turned it to a run game in the second half. Greg Roman, the much maligned offensive coordinator who goes back to 2019, best buddies with John Harbaugh. Are they getting the best use of their personnel? I guess I'm going to ask you under Roman. Well, I mean, it's what sucks is that they just lost Bateman for an extensive period of time, but I think sometimes it's just dictated by how 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 they're they're being played, you know. And sometimes you need to pass early. Sometimes you need to run. Now, if they ran thirty times in the first half, you say, "Well, they're not passing." If they since they passed thirty times, now they're not running the ball. The second half, what they do, they switched it up and they ran the ball a lot. They had a lot more efficient drives. And again, it's again you're playing against Tom Brady. I know they they've been terrible. Oh, they've been terrible. But name is Tom Brady, and back on that jersey, the name on the back of that jersey still is prevalent. So. You know, it's, it's. I think it's like a, it's like a mental thing when you play against him, Rogers and Breeze, and all these certain guys. It's like I gotta put up a lot of points early, or because they're they're probably gonna do it. And you know, sometimes teams get in the pass heavy, and that's how sometimes you end up down, and then you have to pass even more. And we know when, as you watch, you've watched a lot more football than I have. That you know, when the team knows what you're doing, they can stop it. But the Ravens, to me, they, they're. They're, uh, it's like to say, it's like the inconsistently consistent, you know, they, they get the job done, but it doesn't look pretty. And 
that's Ravens football. It, it's like if you go back to any to you know me being here early in my career, like that's how it was. It was hard nosed by any means necessary, get the job done. And sometimes it looks pretty, sometimes it doesn't, but they're getting the job done. So it's kind of like you're frustrated, but you're happy because they won, but you're still frustrated that ah, we should have, uh, we're missing this and this. And But that's why I tell people stop tweeting during live games. Just watch the game and then tweet afterwards. And then I think the whole social media world and everybody's reactions would be a lot less uh, dramatic. Let's try and make the analogy to baseball, the sport you played, uh, in a major league clubhouse, a coach or manager who is not swift when it comes to making adjustments. Uh, let's say a hitting coach who yeah. gets a blame or gets fired because the team isn't hitting collectively. Right. How fair is that to point at the coaching as opposed to the players looking in the mirror? Well, I mean, obviously, it's always you got to look into the damn mirror. I mean, in the end of the day, the coach can give you the play. What's 15 seconds after in the NFL is go silent. I believe in the headphones. So it's just, it's up to them. It's like, go play. We called the play. We prepared you. Like I said, baseball, all the coaches can do is prepare you for the situation. That's all they can do. They can't do anything else. Once the situation's about to happen, they can't get in there in the box and help you hit. They can't get there and make you make a defensive play. They can't read the defense. So the coaches just are trying to put you in the best scenario to succeed. That's all the coaches have ever tried to do. My coaches, and I know other coaches. So it's up to the players. If you don't get the job done, ain't no blame going to them. Now, they get fired, yeah, because you're not firing a player making $8 million, $6 million. You know what I mean? You're not firing a player like that. You can fire a coach that's making five, six, eight hundred thousand. They make a lot of money, too. But you can fire them and then bring in another one. Um, but like, I've always looked in the mirror. If I made a mistake, it was never the hitting coach's fault. Like, hitting coach had his career. It's up to you to go, you know, do yours. But the blame is always going to go to the coaching staff. When the team doesn't win, the manager gets the manager, the head coach usually gets uh, canned. So it's it's the sorry part about sports. And, you know, again, when fans see that a play didn't work or their offense is getting burned this way, or this is in that and that, then they always, you know, jump to the coach. But at the end of the day, those players, they can they can see and read and decipher the defenses just as well as everybody else. So it, it's a blame game. They, they, that's what they always try to play. But nah. If, if you didn't get the hit, you didn't make the tackle, that's your fault. It's not the coach's fault. The coach had his career. He's over there in khakis. It's not just well, don't you want to keep don't you want to try and keep everyone engaged? In other words, they had a half where they ran the ball seven times through it 30. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the running backs were saying, OK, where's the ball? But sometimes it's, it's that's part of the offense. That's why I said, like when you go and play in a Tom Brady led offense or a, you know, a, uh, just offenses, just quarterbacks that can put up two, three touchdowns in the first quarter, first half. Sometimes I think offenses be like, I got to score against these guys. And majority of the way we think scoring is throwing the ball. The Ravens bread and butter is that is, that, is, that, is the run, run pass option because they have the most dynamic quarterback in the league. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's always that oxymoron. Do you throw it? Do you run it? But I just think that when you, when you have a, a offensive force presence like Tom Brady on the other side, it's like, I got to score runs. But it's just hopefully next week when they're playing in uh, New Orleans with a different offensive uh, weapon, Dalton or Winston, they're not Tom Brady. They're good, but they're not Tom Brady. I think that it could be a completely different style, and you'd be like, oh, well, all right, the Ravens are back to their game when they win 31-14, and you won't even be complaining about it like you always do, Jerry. Well, they're trying to work on a winning streak right now, and you're yeah, right. Two. When they win, two. Yeah, two in a row, trying to try streak. Well, it is. A three in a row would be a lot better, but you never – and it's always a bad look, you would agree. Yeah. You can't complain about your targets or lack of touches after a loss, 
or you can, I should say. Yeah, you after can. a win, it's a really bad look. Just like with a baseball player, if they complain about something after a win, it, it doesn't go over well with a lot of people. It's like, dude, you won the game. That's the 100%. most important thing. 100%. But, but at the same time, you want to contribute. But again, when you lose, there's always going to be finger pointing. When you win, everybody's always, you know, you get happier. I play with guys that if we win and they were 0 for 4, they were not happy. But if we lost and they was 3 for 4, 2 for 4, had a home run, they was happy. And I'm like, you just got our asses handed to us and you smiling over there and all that kind of stuff. Like, no. And then when we win, you the whole opposite, like celebrate with us. And like the whole point of any game that you play is to win it. And, you know, obviously there's in 20, there's 27 outs in baseball. So there's going to be outs to be made. And football, there's, you know, generally get what? maybe 60 to 70 plays on offense there's not all of them not going to be positive gains so you got to there's going to be some negative yardage negative at bats bad shots in basketball missed goals and hockey soccer but you just got to keep going and if your goal is to win at the end of the when the when the, the out is made the buzzer the whistle and if you win you should be extremely happy because you know you gave it your all you sacrificed something in that game for, for it to help to win. you Sometimes you think that your 0 for 4 meant nothing. No, your 0 for 4 meant something. Sometimes you have one catch for five yards, but you might have sprung two incredible runs by blocks. Like, that that's the that's the sport. And when people always get selfish in the sport, you see their asses generally be gone. And the ones that are, are, are selfless, they generally stay a little bit longer because people see those attributes in them. All right, that wraps up our For the Birds segment. Our Ravens talk will continue in a moment with a very special guest, who has a lot to do with the outcome of games, but our For the Birds segment brought to you as always by our friends over at Be More Around Town, bemoreroundtown.com. They have the ultimate, all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away game. Still some spots available for that Jacksonville trip. The uh, New Orleans trip is going to be off the hook. They had more than 900 fans down wow. in Tampa. You could see them. Head to bemoreroundtown.com to be a part of the fun. And up next... Let's bring in a guy that Ravens fans have known for the last decade because all he does is wins games for this team, and he is Justin Tucker. Let's talk to Tuck. Well, our featured guest this week, we are so pleased to have here on the Adam Jones podcast at thebaltimorebanner.com, a face very familiar to sports fans out there, not just in Baltimore, but usually football players are kind of anonymous, Adam, because they're always wearing a helmet a lot of times. Not our next guest, because you can see him outside of his helmet on the sidelines a lot of times, also on your television. He is Justin Tucker. Justin, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. And, uh, man, uh, what, what a year and what a career it's been so far, and we appreciate you taking the time. We know you're in very high demand. Of course, Jerry and Adam and all you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for. Let me share a couple minutes with you guys. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. It's always good to catch up with you driving in today. I see I'm still in Baltimore. And I see you. Uh, oh, nice. Would you like a six piece? Justin Tucker. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's good to see you everywhere. The, the smile in your own commercials. I mean, I've seen a commercial today about you just had played like six different roles. And obviously, you're such a thespian. So, it's, <laughs> it's always good to see your personality. Obviously, I'm between the lines, you know, you are who you are. But outside the lines, you are who you are also. And that's just... Uh, an amazing human being. So uh, appreciate the time and uh, hopefully we can dig into that, that uh, kicker's brain. Hey, let's, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. I got to ask one quick question because on last week's podcast, or maybe it was our first podcast, Justin, there was a claim made by my co-host Adam Jones that 
He initially turned down the Royal Farms commercial, and that paved the way for you and stardom. I mean, I don't know much about that or what goes on behind the scenes with the uh, the Rofo uh, higher ups, uh, except that I could totally see that being a thing. I mean, Haloti <laughs> Nada to Adam Jones to at one point Joey Rickard and I had a couple of spots. Um, you know, so the the passing of the proverbial fried chicken torch in Baltimore, uh, it, it could totally make sense that it would go to another athlete in town. Um, you know, and I'm just I'm just honored that I I ended up uh with said torch it's it's been an honor and i it's it's not one that i take lightly Dude, i remember when they first asked me i'm like oh black man selling chicken <laughs> ah, okay i don't know if i could do that i should have did it but at, at the time i just didn't want to do anything i wanted to focus on baseball but i should have did it because i love the creativity that's the best part it's the creativity that you show but uh you know me i want to know how's that golf game i came out here a couple months ago and we tore a bcc not in a good way <laughs> Not in a good way at all. So uh, no, how's the golf game been? I know you don't have as much time, obviously, but uh, have you been able to get out get out there on the links a little bit? I think the last time I got out there to swing the sticks was with you and and uh, our our buddy Bill. Um, but uh, uh, no, the golf game is still still suffering. Um, it, like I think I, it's a really good day if I'm breaking triple digits. So um, you know, I mean, I can I can hit it a mile. You know every once in a while. So, uh, so I got that, I, you know, the, I got that going for me, which is nice. You know, if we're going to stay, stay with the golf theme there, but um, no golf game is still hot garbage. Don't worry about it. Ours and mine is too. Jerry's is even worse. I'm assuming. I can't play at all except miniature golf. One thing you guys do have in common is pristine images. I mean, you both have been in the Baltimore sports scene for over a decade now, now 10 years for you, Justin, Adam, you've been around for a while as well. And in this age of social media where, you know, people find ways to pick on people in certain ways, your images respectively have uh, remained pretty cool and pretty clear so far. And hopefully I'm not jinxing anyone. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, thanks for saying that, man. Um, I mean, I, I really just, you know, I, I kind of chalked that all up to, you know, just being in a town with a lot of great people, man. Um, and, you know, being supported by like, you know, for me, my, my amazing family, you know, my, my wife and my son. Um, and then just having like great teammates and great coaches, you know, like, like I said, just like great people around, uh, you know, great people around us. Um, and, uh, you know, we also, we, we also, recognize that Baltimore is it's like a smaller sports town it's a smaller town but it's a big sports town uh people love their birds and uh the love is definitely uh reciprocated so um yeah man I'll leave it at that all right on those lines legacy because you're not you know you're not three four years in five six good no you are you this is a decade of being pretty damn good it's hard to say as you know um you know it too you know you're good Legacy. Uh, I was asked this question as I got a little bit older and, and I always like was like, yeah, I'm not really thinking about it because I'm still involved with it. And, you know, but now I'm done with it. I, I'm able to think about it and share the moments with my kids and friends about like, oh, that moment was cool because I'm able to sit down and analyze it. Do you sometimes sit back and be like, I, I, I'm pretty damn good. What I'm doing is special. Like you said, you're around a, a great team. You have great, the city, like you said, is, is when it, when you're winning here, oh man, it's the best sports town to be in. And no doubt. do you, like, do you no really doubt. think about your legacy at, at this point? Or are you still just riding the wave, which is a pretty damn good wave? I would say, I would say both, um, you know, to, to be, to, to open the, to open the peel back the onion a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, man, I'd be, you know, I, I, just to be perfectly honest, yeah, you do think about that stuff sometimes, um, you know, but more importantly, like while you're riding the wave, you've got to, you know, focus on putting one foot in front of the other and all the other sports cliches that that they're cliches for a reason. It's because they are true and they are they do, you know, serve the athlete well um, when they are followed. Um, you know, but at the same time, I I'm at a point. I feel like now where I can, I can look back and look forward, um, you know, with a, a big smile on my face and a song in my heart about what it means to play, you know, for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then, you know, the, the one other thing I'll say, as far as, you know, thinking about my quote unquote legacy or, you know, like as, as big gray would say, like, you know, how have I left my mark? Um, I, I think about, you know, my, my approach to the game may be a little different now than it was uh, 10 years ago, but, you know, it's it's still put one foot in front of the other, you know, be where your feet are, make, you know, each kick for what it's worth, take them one at a time, um, and focus less on being the best and focus on being great. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, like at the end of a given football season, the 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 best team is the one that was able to be consistently good. Uh, and then in the biggest moments, elevate and be great. So, you know, that's where, that's where I feel like I, I'm trying to be. And that's, that's, uh, it's, it's certainly a challenge, but that's where I feel like I'm trying to be now. And a lot of us uh, on this 2022 Ravens team, that's where we're trying to find ourselves. So we can put ourselves in a position down the stretch to not only be competitive, but win, um, you know, and bring back another Lombardi in February. You know, that's, that's where we're at. It is the Adam Jones podcast, Jerry Coleman, Adam Jones, joined by Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker. And, you know, I've heard other people refer to you as the goat. That's a term that goes around a lot these days, whether it be LeBron or Tiger or guys, you know, Tom Brady, I'm kind of comfortable with Tom Brady right now. How comfortable are you with the title? Of and the rest Baltimore? of those are goats, too. I understand. Well, you know, he's a hater. Jerry's a no, hater. No, no, Jordan's a goat. Jack Nicholas is the goat. <laughs> Jack uh, Tom Brady's the goat. Blacks. Justin, you're on your way. Are you uncomfortable when people give you that title while you're still playing? The career is not over yet. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would say I'm uncomfortable. I, I feel like it. it's definitely um, – you know, it's, it's an honor to be in that conversation. I feel like it's a, it's, it's really nice of folks to say, um, but you know, as soon as I, I feel like it's a tale as old as time, as soon as you start actually thinking you're sweet and you start believing it, and then you start talking about yourself in a way that, you know, is out of pocket, then that's when stuff kind of gets like a little, you know, a little crazy on the field for a guy or on the court. So, um, you know, I, I, it, it, sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult than other times to, you know, like rein it in and, you know, you know, do that whole take it one kick at a time thing and, you know, just focus on the task at hand when sometimes, you know, I mean, like NFL football is so big, uh, you know, and there's such a huge audience uh, like for, I mean, a preseason game for, for goodness sakes is, is commanding like a multi-million, you know, person audience, um, you know, and that's on par with like, you know, game six or seven of the Stanley Cup finals, you know, not to say hockey isn't incredible. Um, it's just that football in the United States is huge. 
So, um, you know, having, having that attention and having those eyes and then, um, you know, being on the receiving end of the positive remarks and the accolades and, and the individual honors, that's all good and well. That's really, really fun. But, you know, what, what I think should drive the and I, and I think what does drive the greatest athletes that have that have done it in their respective sports is, you know, being great and winning championships. And you know, when you play team games, you have to, you know, you, there's, there is a team around you. There's a team involved. And, you know, sometimes you have to ride the wave. Sometimes you have to be the wave. Uh, even individual sports. I mean, you look at, you know, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned Tiger Woods. Like, he's one of my favorite athletes. Uh, he's, he, you know, I, I think he would probably be one of the first people to say, like, when somebody says, hey, you're the GOAT. He'd probably say, and I'm just going out on a limb here, well, I've got great people around me. You know, he's got a swing coach. He's got, um, you know, like all these, all these, this, this team around the guy to, you know, uh, breed championships and, and excellent performances. Um, you know, MJ would definitely say the same thing. Uh, you know, you can go, you can point to any and all of the, the, the kind of the best athletes that have ever done it. I mean, like Tom Brady, he's, und- he's undoubtedly the GOAT. Um, and I've, I've seen and heard his remarks before when, when people asked him the same question, like, how do you feel about when people tell you you're the GOAT? I, and I, I think he's said pretty consistently, I've always had a great team around me. Like, you don't just win Lombardi's on your own. You, you do it with, you know, 50-some-odd of your teammates and then, you know, 10 to 30 of your coaches. And then, you know, there's a front office, there's support staff, there's – the, the folks working in the cafeteria and the, the firemen, you know, helping us out with the menial tasks around, around the building. So, um, yeah, man, like there's, there's always a team around great performances and I'm just, I'm happy to be a part of it. That's a great answer. Um, I've got a two part question and we talked to a Tory about this last week. Grass versus turf, not anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so as a kicker, Obviously, you have to make sure that your footing is utmost important. Um, and I've seen you last week trying from 70. How far can you really kick it? But um, does it really affect you, grass versus turf? I mean, again, you the grass is very important. Your footing is very important. Um, if it's raining, you know, the conditions change a lot of things. But for you as a kicker, what is uh, what what's what's the better surface actually to kick off of? Yeah, yeah. So the 10,000 foot view is it all matters. So whenever I'm playing a football game, I'm not playing the other team necessarily. I'm kind of battling the elements, the field and like what's going on in my own mind. Um, you know, that all, that all said, it's, it's still a, you know, a game where you got to score more points than the other team. And anytime I'm going out there, I'm expected to score. Um, Big so, time. so the, uh, uh, the, the, it, it all does matter as long as, you know, you're thinking about it in the right way. So, uh, grass versus turf, like I certainly prefer grass over turf. I think grass is a little bit more manageable. It has more give. Um, uh, whereas turf, if, if there's like a little precipitation, it can get like pretty slippery or one spot to the next can have, you know, more or fewer of those kind of like little rubber granules, little pellets, um, you know, so the, the, yeah, the, yeah. And then like, as soon as I kick a ball, like I graze the ground with my right foot and then uh, the little pebbles like spray up in like the holder's face. And it's like, just really annoying. He like, they, they don't like that. 
Um, and then I know for I know for a lot of the guys that that you know actually do the the real physical work on a given Sunday, um, you know, uh, running, planting, uh, falling down on like the a tur- you know the artificial turf surfaces uh, is certainly you know from what I understand a lot more difficult than uh, you know the impact that you know or that the impact that you feel from playing on a grass surface. Uh, like when we when we went from turf to grass in you know from 2015 to 2016 at our stadium uh i i know almost all the guys noticed like an immediate difference and you know, how much better everyone felt and, like for me like i get a better plant um a more consistent you know even if we're dealing with uh you know wind and rain and all that stuff i i feel like i get a better feel for you know the ground underneath my plant foot on a grass surface than i do on a turf one well, next up, you guys have one game in 23 days, which is a nice little break. Uh, you're headed back to the site of where you won your last Super Bowl. It just had the 10-year anniversary in New Orleans uh, is where you guys are headed. But on Monday Night Football this past week, uh, Peyton Manning was uh, really, really going out of his way to beg and plead <laughs> to you to come on the Manning cast. I don't know if he realized when he said this that you're going to be busy next week. Let's give it a listen. Eli, you wanted President Obama as a guest on your show. I want Justin Tucker. That's who I want to be a guest on this show. Shout out to refs tonight. Shout out to kickers. Let's see if uh, this guy can channel Justin Tucker here and make this with his mustache. You're like a whole new person. I've never heard you speak so highly of kickers and or refs. Now, uh, you're tied up next Monday. Uh, Has your phone been just buzzing off the hook? And has Peyton reached out to you just yet? Or is he trying to do it? via tv i think it's a little bit of everything um so uh, about a week ago my agent reached out to me and he said hey the manning cast guys they want like they the the production guys from manning cast want you to come on monday night football this week and it was halloween so like we were you know like we actually saw adam last night as we were trick-or-treating um (laughs) adam's costume was incredible it's like it was very scary uh are you sure it was a costume (laughs) <laughs> that's a great point jerry um no i'm not i very well could have just been adam um but uh no man like we were trick-or-treating like we we had uh like anybody who has kids knows that and we're finding this out this year especially that anyone who has kids knows that uh at at halloween time like there are like a million like halloween themed events all in the span of like four or five days we have another one tonight halloween's over and we have another one tonight <laughs> mind you. so so our, our son easton he's six years old he's getting uh, a lot of use out of his ninja outfit with like the little ninja stars and the swords it's a it's a his 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 costume's pretty lit and then uh he was sonic the hedgehog one night um but no i had to like you know we we uh were enjoying the halloween festivities yesterday so we were trick-or-treating with him and then uh, we had like a, a kind of Ravens team get together, uh, a bunch of the guys on the team dre- and, and, you know, wives, girlfriends, significant others. We all dressed up and just like went bowling and, uh, you know, played, played games and stuff. Um, so, so we were a little bit, we were a little bit locked up while, uh, the Manning cast was, was airing. Um, so regrettably I had to decline this, this go around. And then I realized after the fact that like, like, who, who do I think I am that I'm, you know, turning down these guys when, you know, you've got like former presidents on there. And I, I like, so 
I'm sure it's in the works. Like we'll make it happen. I don't think I'm comfortable doing like a live interview during the game. Like, like that's happening in the MLB right now. Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, I hate those. I can't stand those. And I know coach Harbaugh would veto that immediately. I think Harbs might be fine with it, but I'm not like, I don't I like it. Plus no one wants to hear what I, I'm not really saying anything anyways. Like my end of the bench is the calm zone where we barely, we barely even talk to each other. We just kind of sit there while the defense is out on the field. It, 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 people would be very, very bored. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of what it would look like if I was on the Manning cast live, like during a, uh, during a football game. Okay. Ready? And here it is. Oh, it's fourth down. Okay, and then yeah, so people would, people would not be people would not be very entertained by that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. That's my opinion. So you don't so know what plays being point, called. Would, at some point, be- I would love to go on there because those guys are those guys are a hoot, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, a couple of couple of amazing football players that have great insight. It would be fun to go on, no doubt. Oh, that's awesome. It really is. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking your time. It's very valuable, even though one game in 23 days. So you got a lot of family time ahead as well. It's a nice spot for you guys to stack some wins, as the coach says, Justin. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, brother. Have a good time. Stay healthy. Get the rally the troops. Get some rest. You guys won again one game in 23 days. So you guys should be very, very real rested and uh, ready for that second half of the season to smack folks. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be lit. All right, All right guys. JT. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Wow, Tucker was uh, he was pretty awesome, That's just special. like he is on the field. A special individual. I'm glad to call him my friend and my brother. And uh, he's going to keep on kicking because that's what he does and uh, selling that chicken. Not going anywhere anytime soon. He did reference Halloween. I don't know how much chicken he got for Halloween, but I know you were out trick-or-treating, like Justin said, with the kids here in America. They may do it differently in Spain, but one thing I do notice uh, when the people come to the door, you know, if you're older than 12, you're not getting a treat from me. I'm just telling you, you're not getting the candy. It's reserved for the kids. What is your experience? It's time for Adam's Heckle D's ran. I've done enough complaining. What's your rant about when it comes to trick-or-treating? My rant is when it comes to trick-or-treating these old-ass kids these days, okay? Last night, I was out trick-or-treating with my kids. You know, I was dressed up, but I ain't had no bucket or no bag or no, you know, back in the day, have the, uh, the pillowcase. But you just got these kids that are 15, 16, 17 years old now trying to go get candy. Now, if you're out there with a costume on, with your friends, and you got your little brother, little sister, cousins, all that kind of stuff. I think that's good. But if you're out there seriously with a group of kids at your age, and you're just out there trick-or-treating, what, what you doing? Go to a party. Get some friends and, like, meet up. You know what I mean? Go to have, 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 a, have a gathering at a house. You don't need to be parading the streets asking people for candy. You, you, you got your adult teeth in now. Them things just going to rot out. <laughs> so you need you guys just need to just, you know, Relax. Some kid last night said, oh, your costume is okay. It ain't that scary. And I said, man, you're a little bit too damn old to be out here trick-or-treating. He was like, man, I'm only 14. I said, you're way too old to be trick-or-treating out here. Where's your little brother? He didn't have one. He was out there with two other friends of his. Okay? So these little kids, you, you're little teenagers, you got your adult teeth. You don't need that candy no more. Okay? Walk around with your little brother, with your cousin, and stop asking people for candy. 
You're out of teeth. Damn. There's, there, there has to be a cutoff period, and I think 12 is the right age. Anything above that, now stay at home. Uh, yeah. Of course, I know they weren't giving out Jack Daniels because that's not for the kids, but it <laughs> is for the adults. Adam's brand is always brought to you by Jack Daniels. They have a history of making whiskey, and if they have it their way, they always will. But there's one thing Jack can't make more of, and that's moments. That's on us no. to create. So let's make sure we're making the most of every moment we make. Make it count. Jack Daniels, drink responsibly. Again, you're watching and listening via YouTube and the BaltimoreBanner.com, the Adam Jones Podcast. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's Adam Jones. Let's venture beyond Baltimore. The World Series very much underway, Adam, and the postseason pressure is something you're very familiar with, AJ, because it's tangible, and you have experience, as I said, with that. How much pressure is there once you enter October and now we're into November baseball? Yeah, I mean, not much. We got we got there three times, um, which was great. I mean, three more times than a lot of people. Um, but it, it's it, it's micromanaged now. Like if you see every you watch the games, it's so micromanaged now. Like guys will managers will let their guys go 80, 90, 100 pitches. Um, I think the only time this whole entire postseason you've seen anybody be even allowed to get in out of any situation was Verlander. And uh, when he gave up the, the extra base hit to Riamuto in top fifth, usually when, you know, a, a starter gives up two, three runs, a, a base hit damn near these days, they got the bullpen warming up. And I'm like, let these guys get out. But, you know, Dusty said, I'm not taking Verlander out in that situation. That's what it's I his love game. about Dusty. He That's doesn't care game. about the computer. Right. No, it's his game. So he's like, but, but every other starter in baseball, you know, would be taken out. And, um, you know, it's just, just like weird to see, like, dude, these dudes are – these dudes are the dudes like Nola Wheeler, uh, obviously Verlander, McCullers. These guys are dudes, and it's just like why they micromanage everything. And I get it. These games are very important. You got a lot of good arms down there. Both teams have great arms. I get it. But like your starter got you here for a reason, and you know, let the guys. This is my his last start of the season. Let him go out there and let it and let it rip. So they just everything's just micromanaged. Um, at bats, they're tough. It's, it's it's tough. You, you buckle down. Like we talked earlier, you have to buckle down in these situations and strip all your personal uh, ego and just be like, look, it, I don't care how I get it done. I'm going to get it done. Uh, there's going to be guys that is going to hit uh, 182 in the postseason, but it's going to be the best 182, a tough 182 with good at bats, you know, passing the baton, certain things that, you know, it doesn't look good in paper, but in that dugout and the fan base, they know that like this dude did these little things to help me win. And, Nope. Fans are looking at it. Fans care about these kind of things in this situation. Well, as someone who has played and watched playoff baseball in person, how Watch much more. is there a home field advantage in postseason baseball? Is there an impact? It is. Oh, yeah. Big time. But it's but 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 depending on the ballpark, certain ballparks. Like I was talking to some friends that I was down in Houston. They were like, well, Houston was great, but it's not Philly. You know, New York is great, but it ain't Philly. I was in San Diego. San Diego was great against the Padres, against the Dodgers, because we just hate the Dodgers. We've hated them forever. And it's like Baltimore-Pittsburgh. It's like that Baltimore-Pittsburgh, that, that game right there is, goes nuts. And it's different than Baltimore versus, you know, Cincinnati. Baltimore-Cleveland is different. But, uh, you know, it, it, everything's micromanaged. And just, you, you have to, I don't know, really, <laughs> when it comes to it, you just got to just do what you got to do to figure it out because – if you don't, you're going to lose. 
Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta be selfless in these moments. All right, real quickly. It's been about five years. The reputation yeah. the Astros have of being cheaters. Is that in the past in the rear view mirror in your mind or because there's still some guys on the team, it's still talk worthy. Well, they're still going to get booed and all that kind of stuff. Altuve is going to always get booed. I think for the rest of his career, um, some guys going to be career was on the road, getting booed Bragman uh, Springer. I just think that, that it's going to be part of that, that part of that, you know, that title. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still there five years later. Like they went to the four of the last six World Series. Like yeah. you got to say something about them being good at this point. You, you again, you can say, well, like they did all this kind of stuff, which all teams are doing. Some teams do it better than others. Don't sure. fault them. Yeah, some teams do it better than others, but they're good. Sometimes you have to just appreciate and respect that that bloodline that they've produced there. And what's great about it is that the bloodline produced is by Elias. So hopefully he's, he can do the same thing with these guys back here. And that's a nice smile. But he could do uh, do some wonders, the same thing he did in Houston, he can do here in Baltimore. So I think, you know, they're good. You have to tip your cap to it. They brought in some older veterans to fill in the, the pieces to help these younger guys, and they're just good. And respect that sometimes. It's just like they're good. And, it, you know, when they go on the road and beating people's butts, they're not sure. Are they doing anything? No, they're just beating you. So sometimes you just have to respect their gangster and be like, look, are they good? Tip your cap. So time now for the Baltimore Banners Varsity Sports Network Athlete of the Week, or shall I say co-athletes. They are out. It is River Hills, Benjamin Seabori and Helen Young, and they are both the Baltimore Banners Varsity Sports Co-Athletes of the Week. They each won their second consecutive Maryland State Individual Golf Championship in Class 3A and 4A at the University of Maryland Golf Course. Of course, I'm sure Adam shot uh, above 80 on if he ever played there. In doing yeah, so, though, they helped River Hill win the first-ever Team State Championship, first time in the school's history while becoming the first Howard County school to ever win a state, time, uh, state team title in 3A and 4A golf. So, Siri Bori broke his own boys' state record with a two-day total of 132. Young shot a six-under, and she won the girls' championship by a mere 13 strokes. Oh. Uh, earlier last week, Young also won her second career Howard County individual title. So congratulations, oh. Adam, to both golfers at River Hill. We know, as you were just talking with Justin earlier in the podcast, not an easy game to master, and that's why I never play no, congratulations to you both. I, 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 can you take me out? Can you give me some lessons, some pointers? I pull my head, I pull off. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing is not right. So, can you help me, please, Miss Helen and Mr. Siri Bori? Help there's, me. There's okay? a call out from AJ. Help me. Reggie, come on in, set the ground rules, let everyone know about our Jerry versus Jones debate. We have a new sponsor as well. <laughs> uh, that's a little premature showing that. We don't, we don't need to see that right now. What's uh, up, guys? What's up? Thanks for having me on again. We are one in one on the debate segment. I know this debate topic is going to bring out the fight especially in Adam. So for a little context, we will be debating how much space should an athlete have. Um, I know personally seeing Adam out to dinner with family and him saying no to pictures, no to signing autographs. 
But again, is that appropriate being as though you are a public figure as an athlete? And should athletes just play ball? No pun, all pun intended. Should they, should they play ball when they're in public spaces? You know, you have fans. So again, because Adam won the last debate, he's going to get the first word in the 30-second start time. And then we will uh, pause for a rebuttal. Uh, so again, uh, this segment is brought to uh, you all by Wyman Company. Our friend Dennis Wyman is uh, so kind and sponsoring, making us be great. So with all that said, we'll jump right into it. Adam, you're on the clock. Before I start, at, uh, Dennis Wyman, the whole, whole Wyman group, whole Wyman family, Mandy, Benjamin, Dylan, we love you. You guys are family. Thanks for supporting us and believing in us. Now, let me get back to this. Leave us the hell alone. Just playing. Just playing. Just playing. No, we no, we're not. <laughs> Athletes love, obviously, we like, we, we like going out and going to the grocery store, doing all our normal things. We like being normal. We get that our job and being on TV, we make money. We get all those things, the variables that people think that we're famous, that we're just celebrities. We're normal people. I think that if we're in a mall and so certain space, certain areas, amusement parks, uh, you know, now they got Top Golf, uh, a different sporting event for a different team. I think those are perfect times to come up to you and say, "Hey, look it. Hey, I love. I appreciate how you're doing and all kind of stuff." If I'm sitting down at Ruth Chris with my family, no, no. All right, that's time on Adam's rant and debate argument. All right, Derek, <laughs> what you got? All right, well said. Uh, first of all, you're a public figure, and this goes with the territory when you sign a contract. Now, I do agree that if you're sitting down with your family at dinner or with your family at a movie theater or walking through a museum, that's not the right occasion. But more and more, a lot of athletes have become inaccessible because of security. They don't come out and sign autographs before the games or after the games. It's hard to find them. A lot of these autographs you have to pay a lot of money for. And that's why I think people have become more aggressive. I also think social media, gambling, and alcohol have all played a part in that. And you may be approached more and more, especially with the gambling aspect. But I do think that you owe it to your public to at least acknowledge them and explain to them there's a time and place for everything and not be rude. All right. Really? OK, that was a great first segment. Uh, we now have rebuttal. So we will uh, jump over to Adam for his uh, rebuttal. Oh, it. we owe the fans one thing. We give it our all between the lines. Our contract does not say be friends of people of the city. It says to perform and don't go bungee jumping and doing all that other kind of crap. So like, I get it. There's a time and place for everything. But at the same time, there's guys that just like to be left alone. And just because you follow me on social media doesn't mean I'm your friend. Okay? There's a lot of people. If you're not in my phone, you ain't my damn friend. Okay? Just because you tweet me, you ain't my damn friend. Hey, all right. I, I retweeted it. Hey, so really in here. here it is. Order, order. order. <laughs> all right, Jerry, you uh, you get the last word. I just think athletes have to realize when you leave your house, you're recognizable and you're walking into territory that everyone's going to know who you are and know your name. And at times, again, you should relish that because at some point in your career, it's going to end where people are going to leave you alone. So you should you should take pleasure in that moment. For a little bit but also i think you owe an explanation to some of these fans and read the contracts a little bit more closely i believe there's some clauses in there about making public appearances and being nice to fans you can make public appearances all you want those are all right hey, 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 hey. order, order. Right. so you can get paid 
Pay the order. If I'm going to Wine Merchant, say what's up, Adam. How you doing? Oh, you got the us uh, chips. Okay. Order, order, order. That's a great we, place to ask for. We an have autograph. time for this verdict again. This this verdict is also brought to you by Wyman Company. My family, Wyman's. So after a hard fault debate, uh, the judge is going to give a verdict and side with Adam Jones on this. We have to protect our athletes and nepotism. They need all life. costs, they Jerry. Need... <laughs> all costs protect us, Jerry. Okay. All protect right, us, well, brother. That's up, Adams. Now, two, two to one. So we will uh, see you next week with a new topic to discuss. And maybe when he leaves judge. the country, it'll get back to being more fair. Thank you. Because I've noticed <laughs> twice now he has won in Baltimore. Uh, maybe when he gets back out into Europe, I'll, I'll be back on top again. <laughs> I want to thank our new sponsors, the Wineman Company, Dennis, Mandy, Dylan, Benjamin, Ken. Uh, appreciate you guys for believing in us. We are just out here trying to spread the positivity, have some fun with Jerry, and uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate you guys' sponsorship. All right, time now for our final segment. Again, folks, you can reach us via social media. I unlock the DMs, Reggie, on the Adam <laughs> Jones podcast account. It's at Adam Jones Pod, at Adam Jones Pod, also on Facebook and Instagram, but the Twitter DMs are open. And we got a tweet about the pie in the face I received yeah. this past week. First of all, folks, that was my idea to be pied by Adam. What I didn't agree to is the forcefulness. I'm not Manny Machado. I'm not Matt Weeders. And that's why I took the fall that I did. Uh, let's address how it went down because we got several tweets about this and people think that I was sabotage. I wasn't. I wasn't sabotage. I was blindsided. I think this has been for. I think everyone in this in this DMV area and everyone that went to school with you, everyone that knows you, this was perfect. I heard from them all. This is don't show they, it again, please. Don't show it again. This is what people have been wanting forever: is to just have something like this. And recorded because it could have happened at you know at Linwood's at uh, you know at Ruth Chris the other night. These funny things could have happened there, but this this says this speaks volumes to like everyone felt my hand. Like it, it, see, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You were doing it, was, it for the rest of Baltimore. I think I think just there was just this power like the angels in the outfield, but it was Adam's hand on the pie. That just got your low ass. And All right, we can just show the replay again. <laughs> My footing wasn't great. It was kind no, of a slippery of surface there. It wasn't slippery. You just and had I was bad balance. You, that's your fault. You well, you know, get, I didn't want to you, ruin you my expensive shoes. You should have got the socks with the little nubby bottoms that if, you know, you go over to one of the little gyms, you get the little nubby bottoms, little jump houses. They got better balance. You mean like these? <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. The, uh, the Pilates shoe socks. But I think every person in the city was like, got him. I, I, I don't think it was just me doing that. I think it was. I think it was the whole metropolitan. They got. Yeah, I'm sure so they I all think. loved it. I know I heard from a lot of them on social media. Again, at Adam Jones Pod. Uh, I think Adam's retweeted that enough, and we won't be duplicating that again. But thanks to the folks at the Baltimore Banner and the BaltimoreBanner.com. Let's end on that note. Go drink some Jack Daniels, will ya? It's thanks too early. For- <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Jack Daniels. There are lots of ways to make whiskey, but there's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. A reminder, go out and get the Baltimore banner. Visit thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started for six weeks of unlimited digital access 
for just a dollar. Again, thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ for just a buck by Be More Around Town. Check out their upcoming tailgate experiences, whether it be in New Orleans or Jacksonville or the games here in Baltimore. Head to bemorearoundtown.com and G Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit G Leaf. I think Adam may have or may will. Uh, or should or i've seen the plant it is it's really 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 big cool plants big, big plants. plants big uh, big operation medical marijuana is only for patients only for qualified maryland patients head to gleaf.com want to thank our executive senior producer emphasis on senior chip franklin for putting this <laughs> together and go out and subscribe like baltimorepanner.com we'll be back next week same time same channel <laughs> Thanks for showing that one more time. Hey, baby, Chip. Find us on social media. Have a great day.